So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to approach fitness and nutrition over Christmas because obviously it's December. So we're coming up to the Christmas period. So I'm going to give you some advice that I often give my clients and it's not going to be a one size fits all. Same thing works for everyone. It's as most things are with fitness and nutrition. It's always like a it depends kind of answer. But if I can give you some guidelines around that, you can see what fits with your life and your plans and hopefully it'll just make you feel a little bit clearer on what you can do because there's no should what you should and shouldn't do realistically what you should do in this time period is enjoy yourself have a nice time but not at the detriment of your physical and mental health so there is a way to do both believe it or not and hopefully this podcast will allow you to see that a little bit more clearly so a lot of what I'm going to talk about is on the nutrition side of things so I think that is typically the part where people struggle a little bit more at this time of year but I will also talk about exercise as well because it's about fitness and nutrition. So my first tip is very much on the nutrition side of things which is don't restrict your food before and after your Christmas events. So for example let's say you don't have much on and then the week of Christmas you know that you're going to be eating well more than you normally do. You may feel tempted to really cut down your calories and essentially starve yourself beforehand because you might think, okay, well, if I barely eat anything this week, then next week, if I end up eating loads and loads and loads, then it'll be fine because it'll all balance out. In theory, energy balance wise, that might have some reality to it, but this never goes well. This never, ever goes well, especially at a time anyway, like Christmas time, where typically we will end up eating a bit more than normal. And eating foods that we don't necessarily eat every single day, you know, stuff that is hyper palatable, lots of nice desserts and chocolate and whatever, which is all completely fine. But if you go into that period absolutely starving and feeling incredibly restricted, it's going to be very hard to make sensible decisions that are going to make you feel good. And by sensible decisions, I don't mean like refusing this food. I think it's important that you can enjoy everything. But for example, let's say someone's passing around the pack of celebrations, chocolate celebrations, and you may want some, which is fine, and you may take a handful, and that's great. That's not going to cause you any issues with your body composition or your health. But if, because you have not allowed yourself to eat food (laughs) for pretty much like a week um, beforehand, and you're feeling pretty much restricted and just miserable with food and starving then it's going to be hard for you to not end up eating the whole tub of celebrations to yourself which probably is not going to make you feel good that's going to make you feel sluggish it's going to make you feel a bit gross and if you end up doing this throughout the whole day for many days in a row consistently then probably you're going to end up being in a surplus and eating more calories than you ideally would like to and maybe end up seeing some negative changes in your body composition as a result so there is no need for you to restrict before or afterwards because it's probably actually going to make it harder to eat in the way that you ideally would like to which is probably going to be having a bit more food than normal having a bit of different foods than you'd normally have but not going to the extremes because really that's the only thing that we ever need to really worry about is just we don't want to be going to extremes we don't want to be extreme in the way of eating too little And the same in the way of eating too much, which obviously is going to look different for everyone. What is too much for one person might actually be not enough for another, and that's fine. But for yourself, being in a giant surplus, unless you are in a position where you need to gain a lot of weight and fat mass very quickly, 
for most people that's not going to be a helpful situation so it's just going to make you miserable if you do that and I just don't think that it is helpful in terms of creating and maintaining a healthy relationship with food like realistically it's just not when are you ever going to be in that situation end up potentially binging or overeating and then restricting that's a really easy cycle to get into and a pretty hard cycle to get out of not an impossible one but it takes a lot of work so it's just not worth putting yourself in that situation in the first place plus if we want to talk about body composition and maintaining body composition we know I'm not going to go too much into this right now because I know I've spoken about it on previous podcasts and I probably will do some more specifically on that but in terms of metabolic rate right we have normally a range of calories that we can maintain our body composition in right and that's going to look different for everyone so for example I'm picking numbers out thin air but let's say I can maintain my body composition on anywhere between 2000 calories and 2400 calories a day I don't know if that's true right now because I'm tracking but just use that as the example so what we also know is that our body wants to stay at homeostasis it wants to stay the same it doesn't want us to gain loads of fat it doesn't want us to lose loads of fat Um, so our body often will adjust to what we're eating too and there are lots of different arguments along these lines but from what I know and from what I have seen again and again and again and again with my clients that I'm yet to be disproven after working with hundreds of people if someone is eating low calories for a long period of time it is in most cases very likely that their metabolic rate is going to slightly adapt so they're probably going to become a bit less efficient at using the calories that they eat which then means that although previously maybe 2000 to 2400 calories might have been their maintenance maybe now 1600 is their maintenance and there obviously is some limit to this because if you literally ate nothing and starved, like there's a reason why people starve to death, right? Their body's not going to suddenly go, ooh, 100 calories a day. That seems like a good level of maintenance. Like there is a limit, but in theory, it works both ways. Same thing as if someone is consistently eating more and more and more calories. Let's say they bumped up to 2,600. They gained some muscle. They gained some fat mass. Probably 2,600 eventually will become their maintenance rather than being a surplus. So If you are spending significant periods of time, let's say someone was like, okay, Christmas is coming up, I'm probably going to eat some more, so let me really restrict and uh, be in a very significant deficit for, you know, a good couple of months leading up to it. That actually might make it harder to maintain your body composition over the Christmas period because if you are used to eating much lower calories and then the difference between what you were eating which was the lower calories and what you eat over let's say December which might be much higher calories if that gap is a lot bigger there's more chance that that gap is going to become a surplus and that your body's actually going to change whereas if you are comfortably maintaining on really decent amount of calories and then maybe you end up slightly over you're probably not actually really going to see much change so in my eyes it just does not make any sense to severely restrict your calories before or after to try and compensate for eating more it's just a one-way ticket to a bad relationship with food a bad relationship with your body a miserable time over christmas and just yeah just don't do it you just don't need to it's not going to help you out okay moving on to my second tip uh, which is more about kind of mindfulness in terms of mostly nutrition so again there's not a right or a wrong and i think it's important to know that it's fine to not be always feeling like you're making optimal decisions with food like that's actually a pretty boring way to live like if you want some Christmas pudding you have some it doesn't matter if that takes you slightly over your calories it doesn't matter if that doesn't have much protein if you're eating 
in a balanced way majority of the time and in a way that supports your performance then to occasionally eat in a way that we wouldn't probably want to eat every single day of our lives is not going to cause you any issues however it doesn't have to be a free-for-all so it kind of goes back to a little bit what I'm saying in terms of not needing to restrict because we don't want it to lead to kind of binging behavior or feeling like we're out of control because that's not very fun I think it always helps when you come to occasions like this to remind yourself that you can always have these foods so typically let's use mince pies for example right you don't normally eat those throughout most of the year (laughs) so as it comes to Christmas time, you may think, oh my gosh, I love mince pies so much. And this is the only time of year I ever get to eat them. So I need to smash down as many as I can. And it, it almost feels like there's this mad panic to have as much of this Christmas type food as possible because this is the one time of year we can have that. And as much as to some extent that is true, there also are limits to that. You know, if you, let's say it was like April and you were like, you know what, I really need a mince pie. You could order one from somewhere or you could make one. And yes, it's not exactly the same, but it's not going to be that these foods are there in that moment and that's, you know, that's the only chance you're ever going to get because that is, again, a very restrictive mindset around food. Like this is your one chance to have these things. You've got to go crazy. So as a result, you're going to feel find it very difficult to make sensible decisions around the food and just enjoy it because it's just going to feel like you have no choice but to really really overeat these foods and then just end up feeling a bit sick and crap so you can think of it in that way like that there is no food that you are never going to be able to have again because there's no rules around food if you're telling yourself that you can only eat these foods on Christmas because all the other days you've got to be kind of in commas good um then you are going to feel like you need to go crazy whereas if you realize well actually if two weeks before Christmas or two weeks after Christmas if I want that mince pie or if I want those chocolates I can have them because no food needs to be off limits even if I'm in a dieting phase there are ways to include all the foods that I like in my diet so removing that restriction is going to also allow you to be a little bit more mindful and if you're it's going to be much more enjoyable let's say you're I don't know, having desserts and you're pretty full and everyone's going for like a second or a third round of dessert and you just think, you know, actually, as much as I would like this, I'm really full and I'm going to feel really sick if I eat any more. That's probably not going to add to your experience, you having that extra bit of food, right? In the moment, it might be like, oh, this tastes nice, but then you're going to be like, right, now I feel sick and I can't even be bothered to speak to anyone because I'm so dead because I've eaten so much. So there are also things you can do. You know, if you feel that all the food's going to be eaten, then you can take yourself you know, okay, I'm going to take a mince pie and save it for tomorrow or whatever it happens to be. But I think, yeah, that's also something that I often tell my clients, not just around Christmas, but around holidays or whatever. There's no right or wrong in terms of decisions with food. But the question I would always ask yourself is, is this going to add to my experience, me having this thing? Because sometimes it's going to be a yes. Like, yes, I am still a bit hungry. Like, I really fancy a dessert. This looks really nice. Auntie Joe's brought it round. Like, let me have it. In that case, go for it. Have some. Awesome. But in some cases, as I've just said, like it might be. You know what? I've eaten so much, so I actually feel really physically uncomfortably full. So if I have this extra thing, I'm probably just going to end up feeling a bit crap about it, both physically and probably mentally as well. So it probably isn't going to add to my experience to have it. So I'll choose not to. So that's what I mean about being mindful. It doesn't mean that you always have to not have the foods doesn't mean you always have to have the foods it's just about knowing what the right thing is for you in that moment Uh, another thing that I think helps at least on the mindset wise with the food is just understanding that overeating occasionally is completely normal because what I've already spoken about quite a bit is 
not restricting and then just trying to make kind of sensible decisions with food but it's also normal to come away from this time period and be like you know what I ate a bit more than normal and I feel a little bit uncomfortable or I feel a little bit bloated or my digestion's not the best and that also is fine again as I said at the beginning it's only really the extremes that we need to worry about our bodies want to maintain our bodies want to stay the same so unless you are consistently eating in a significant surplus you're probably not going to see long-term changes from what you do over Christmas depending you know depending on how much more than you normally do you eat it's actually quite hard to make changes so I'm not saying that you won't feel bloated I'm not saying that your weight won't increase all these things happen but with you going back to just not restriction but your normal routine after this season is done you will probably find in most cases that everything goes back to normal if it doesn't then probably you were you know maybe eating in a significant surplus but it's not our bodies aren't as sensitive as we think that they are or let's say you're eating pretty normally all the way up until Christmas and then maybe the week of Christmas you you eat a bit more than normal every day if you flip that on its head let's say you have one week where I don't know you feeling particularly worried about something or you're not very well and um, on a couple of days in that week you don't eat as much food as you normally would I doubt for most people listening to this, that you would then turn around and be like, hey, I've had so much fat loss in the last few days, uh, my body's completely different, etc., etc." You'd probably be like, look, I feel more empty because I've had less food over the last couple of days, uh, but everything will just go back to normal once I am eating normally again, like nothing's really going to change. Like that's not realistic for me to have a significant change in my body composition just from eating less for a few days. But for some reason, when we flip it on its head, and we eat a bit more for a few days, it's very easy for us to believe, hey, I'm getting really fat. Like that's the first thing that comes into our head, right? But that's not always the way. Again, I'm not saying that if you, it's impossible to gain fat over the Christmas period if you're eating significantly more. But my point is just, it takes a lot more change than you think that it does in order to change your body. So it's not something to feel bad about as much as I'm saying, you can be mindful and you can try and make sensible decisions that are going to make you feel good. Sometimes we do end up eating much. Sometimes we do finish the meal and think, oh my gosh, I actually probably shouldn't have had that third round of roast potatoes because I'm actually really full right now. So it's okay sometimes to feel like you haven't made the best decisions with food, but you don't need to dwell on it. What's done is done. You can learn from that and move on the next day. Okay. Yesterday I ate a lot of food and I felt quite uncomfortable. So today I'm just going to strip it back a little bit. I'm not going to restrict anything, but I can just stop when I'm full, you know, sensible decisions like that. And on the exercise side of things, there are a couple of things I would say. So the first thing I would say is the intent behind the exercise matters a lot. Something that I really focus on with my coaching is relationship with food, relationship with exercise, relationship with your body, because ultimately if we have issues with any of those, it's going to be very hard for us to make changes that we want to make and be, yeah, basically in control because you're going to be controlled by fears instead of reality. So that's something that's really important. So around this time of year, it is not wrong if you enjoy exercise. It's not wrong to to want to keep in your exercise routine. It's not wrong to want to work out. And you're going to have obstacles to work around. Like, for example, obviously quite a lot of gyms end up closing on the public holidays and stuff, which is fine. Um, But it needs to be because you want to exercise, not because you feel guilty. You know, the the worst thing to do is, let's say you, it's Christmas Day, you've eaten loads of food, and then you wake up on Boxing Day, you feel a bit crap because you've eaten so much, and then you think, oh, I've got to go and run a half marathon to run this all off. If that is your thoughts and feelings around exercise, 
over this period, I would honestly say to not exercise or to change how you exercise. So let's say that that's the feeling like, oh my God, I've got to go for a massive run because I've eaten so much. I'm not saying you can't do any exercise, but I would force yourself to do something different because you don't want to reinforce those feelings because if you are feeling that like oh if I don't do this massive run right now then I'm going to gain loads of fat and from what I ate yesterday and this is the only way to deal with it if you then go on that run with that with those thoughts then you're just confirming them to yourself okay well the only reason everything was fine was because I ran it off so next time then the next time you're in a situation like that where maybe you overeat you're automatically going to think, oh, well, the only reason it was okay last time was because I went and did an extreme amount of exercise the next day. That's really not the way to go about it. And again, one-way ticket to bad relationship with food and exercise. So you might, let's say you wake up and you still do feel that way. Maybe you say, okay, well, I know that my intent behind the going on this run is not going to be healthy for me. So instead I will go for a walk or I will do a couple of things at the gym or I will run, but I will run in a couple of days time when I don't feel so kind of bloated and and emotional about this. So I think that that's something that's really important to consider. So it's not, yeah, not bad at all to want to exercise, but it's going to got to be because you want to exercise, not because you want to try and undo whatever you feel that you've done with the food side of things. I think also then on the flip side with exercise, because again, everyone's going to be feeling different things. Everyone's going to struggle with different things. So I know that some people listening to this podcast, it's going to be more what I was just saying about not restricting too much, not exercising out of guilt, etc. And that's going to be the, the main challenges for you. For someone else, it can be completely different and it might be actually just be mindful to not really, really overeat over the Christmas period. Um, you know, you might be someone who fat loss actually does need to be a priority. So you're trying to maintain the progress that you've had so far um, and you know, not not put your health in a potentially a worse situation. So for you, it might be more like, well, how do I actually get myself to exercise in a time where honestly, I can't be bothered to do anything. So a lot of this advice is going to be very mixed because everyone is going to struggle with different things and that is fine. So something that I would say for those of you who are thinking, well, I don't really know how to keep up with my exercise because when I'm eating more when I'm traveling around to family when I'm out of routine I just don't want to do anything so for that I would again say something is better than nothing and I know that's something that I end up saying all the time especially on social media but it's really really true the worst attitude I think you can ever have really in exercise and nutrition is all or nothing because it just sets you up for failure nobody can be perfect and anytime something is slightly different in your routine, if you are very much on the all or nothing train, you're going to end up doing nothing. It's just not going to happen. So it your routine is probably not going to be exactly the same as it normally is in terms of exercise. Like let's say, you know, one of my clients normally trains five times a week. We probably have had a discussion saying, look, that's not realistic over Christmas. Probably going to end up doing maybe two, three times a week. These are the things that are, are non-negotiables. And then anything extra is like added bonus. It is still worth them doing those two workouts a week, even if they end up missing three, because first of all, physically, they are continuing to maintain their fitness, continuing to maintain their strength. They're getting the benefits that they get from the exercise anyway, which is potentially on the mental side of things, feeling good for doing that exercise, um, helping them to maintain their body composition. All of that still stays. It's a lot easier to maintain where you're at than to progress in fitness, in terms of like fat loss, in terms of muscle gain, always to maintain where you're at is way easier and requires way less work than to make change. So even if you're doing way less than you normally do, 
you're probably actually still going to stay pretty much the same. It's just you might not feel like you're progressing forwards as much as you normally would do if you were in your normal routine. So something's better than nothing with that. And it also just helps you to not get in this whole... Um, well, in January, I'm going to pick everything up and I'm going to smash it and then your motivation runs out and you end up crashing. It's really hard to get back into routines when you feel like you've fallen out of them. When something's a habit and it just feels natural, it's a lot easier. So if you compare two scenarios, scenario one is someone's gone, you know what, got busy December, I'm not going to do any exercise or pay attention to anything until January the 1st. Someone else goes, okay, I can't actually tick off all my workouts, but I'm going to try and do one or two things a week just so it's still in my routine. Although in terms of the amount of hours difference that they're going to end up working out, it's probably not going to be that much different, right? It's probably going to be about, depending on how many sessions they do a week, but like between four to eight hours of exercise different, which in a four-week period is not actually that much. The second person is probably going to find it way easier to just pick things back up and carry on as normal in January than the first person because the first person's completely got rid of their routine. They've got no idea what's going on anymore and they've got to slowly build it up. Whereas the second person, they might not have been doing so much exercise, but making time to prioritize their health, making time to prioritize exercise at some point in the week is still something that's been on their mind and that they've taken action on. So it's going to be a lot easier for them to just carry on than if they just did nothing. So If you are in that camp of people, something is better than nothing, even if it's just a walk. Even if, let's say, you go away to your partner's family house for a week and you're just not going to be able to train. But can you suggest going on walks? And it doesn't have to be an isolating thing. Can you go on a walk with your partner? Can you go on a walk with their family? You know, just including people in exercise also just makes it so much easier to get it done especially in a time like this so I think that that's also definitely something to consider and really kind of the last thing that I would say because I'm going to try and not make this podcast too long because we all know that I can talk for England um it's just to have normal days when things are normal so this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier but not every day has to feel like complete overeating not able to move that kind of scenario like it doesn't have to be that way I'm sure some people are going to have busier times than others yes but I'm sure that everyone at points at least in the month of December will have a few days where life is just normal you go to work as normal nothing's really different you don't have social plans on those days make the most of it being normal have normal food prioritize your protein if you track your calories track them in if you don't then just trying to eat in a way that you know makes you feel good and then when you have these days where it's not normal, you can actually really enjoy them. It doesn't have to feel like, oh my gosh, like it's another day where I'm eating like crazy and I'm not able to exercise and this whole month just feels out of control. It doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be, you know what, I really stick to my routine and my structure where I'm able to. So then when it's out of my hands, I actually just enjoy mixing things up a bit and I enjoy having a bit more flexibility and I don't mind having a bit of extra rest because I know that when I can, I'll get it in so I think also that's something that's it all links back to each other you know a lot of these pieces of advice are very similar but they'll come back to it not being an all or nothing time period because it doesn't have to be that way and I see it so much with um well even with PT with people wanting to do coaching everything's like well January 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 but you have you're living through this time right now like you don't need to neglect yourself completely your routine completely and something that is important to you completely just because you're going to have a couple of days that are a bit different. It really doesn't have to be that way. So I think trying to challenge that mindset and do what you can when you can will just make it feel like it's not something that stop, start, stop, start. But this, your fitness journey, your nutrition, your 
exercise because ultimately you do those things every day right you eat every day you exercise in some form every day even if it's just walking to the fridge and back you know you do something so your body and your life does, doesn't go on hold for the whole of December even though it might feel that way so if we can make small adjustments so that you feel as good as possible you're not only going to enjoy the period way more but also probably come out of it feeling a lot better as well so those are a couple of tips for approaching fitness and nutrition over Christmas and don't worry if it doesn't feel like a perfect time you know you might listen to this and think yes I'm going to implement those things and only remember to do it on like two days but still that's better than nothing so we're not all or nothing we are making the most of what we can